Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. And we've been doing this podcast for a little bit over six months now. And so we decided it might be a good time to check in and see where we're at. Yeah, because a lot has, it feels like a lot has changed in the last six months Mm -hmm. since we started doing this. And I think, and we hope that we'll give other people hope and how you can change throughout this process Mm -hmm. because there's been so many times and I'm like, man, I hope this isn't just like my thing now forever or my problem now forever, or I hope I don't feel like this much animosity forever, whatever. And it's interesting looking back to see like what has changed and how we see things differently or whatever. Yeah, totally. One of the things that we kind of hoped with this podcast is that if you happen to be like in a similar place as we were when we first started, that like you can go on this journey with us. And so like, I wonder if a lot of people who were sort of in a similar position when we first put this out are like on a similar trajectory or have different experiences where they're more like they've solved a problem that we still have, you know, and maybe we've figured out something that they like need to work on. Um, It'd be interesting to hear. Totally. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to start talking about one of the f- the first things I remember being really, really present for me when we first started the podcast was um, I-, I felt like I had to keep it a big secret from my family, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that was like kind of the big issue on my mind when we first started the podcast was that like, oh my God, I at some point need to tell my family about this. This is going like to be you, really hard. Not that you had to keep the podcast secret, but no, like just that you were not Christian anymore. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Because when we started the podcast, as we've talked about before, we we didn't tell our family yet. Um, it wasn't until like a couple episodes in, I think that we ended up having a conversation with my family about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, that was like super nerve wracking. And that took up a lot of mental energy and it took up a lot of emotional energy. And I felt like really disconnected from my family when we had when I had conversations with them about anything, because I felt like I had this huge secret that I was hiding from them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that feeling is like basically gone now. Mm-hmm. You know, there. I, I guess there's like a little bit of weirdness whenever the topic of like God or Christianity comes up. But I guess with my family, it it feels like pretty easy to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Th- I mean, it seems like that to you too, right? Yeah, I feel like I've noticed a different kind of openness with you and your parents. Yeah, like there was definitely like a block before that made it almost made every conversation, even if it wasn't about religion, kind of like awkward. I know it that, felt like it that. felt like it that. felt awkward. Maybe like, just because we knew. Yeah. I I think it probably felt more awkward for me than it did for them because they didn't necessarily know what it was like hiding, hiding. you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a, a major relief. I talk to my family more now than I did last year. And I think that's in large part due to the fact that I actually enjoy talking to them now mm-hmm. because I really like I didn't like talking to them. I kind of avoided communication with them. Not because they were annoying, but because I felt like I wasn't being myself and I had some terrible secret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's been awesome. Like Mm -hmm. my relationship with my family has gotten so much better in the last six months since we started doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like you probably could say the same for yourself in some ways, right? Yeah. It just feels like a weight is off me. I I thought like when we told our parents, it was such a big deal. And we talked about how we had the secret from Mm -hmm. them for such a long time. And it was, it seemed... Like it was the biggest 
you know, problem in our secret, life, yeah. the biggest secret we had at the time. And now it kind of just, it has that feeling of, eh, yeah, eh, it's over. Yeah. That time Actually, has passed. You know what it feels like is I shared this on the Facebook group a while back, but we had recently like buckled down and decided to take a look at our finances for the mm-hmm. first time in a long time. And it was something we were putting off for a really, really long time. Um, and once we did it, like we felt the hugest sense of relief, you know, it didn't even, we didn't feel relieved because like we're super rich <laughs> or anything like that. You know, we, we just like felt relieved because it's out in the open. Yeah. And that's how this feels too. Cause like my family is super Christian still yours is super Christian. They obviously like really wish we were Christian and I'm sure they're kind of like hurt by what we've gone through and what we're sharing and all of that. But just having it out in the open is like the reward in itself. Like it feels so much better to have it out there, mm-hmm. at least in our case. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So that's kind of been a lesson. I feel like that's sort of been a lesson for me anyways, uh, that I learned over this last few months is like, if I have something big that I feel like I'm hiding or kind of holding back, that it's like a lot better just to face it and get it over with as soon as you can. Yeah. Because it can, I mean, it seemed like it was a block to your relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Um, another thing that I noticed that changed a lot was when we first started doing this podcast, I really did have some part of me that was afraid of hell still. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about that sometimes back then, uh, like last winter, um, where that pop, that, that pop would thought up, <laughs> <laughs> that thought would pop up in my head fairly frequently like that, that feeling of dread of like, what if I'm wrong? You know, and it would, it wasn't just a thought. It was like an associated feeling in my body where my stomach would get into a knot and I would feel like, oh man, what if we're wrong about this? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't feel that way, like really at all anymore. I think maybe that thought pops up in my head from time to time. Like, but it's, it's just a thought. It's not like a whole body, you know, uh, whatever experience that kind of takes over me. It's just a thought that pops up. And now after doing so much research and talking about it so much, I have plenty of things in my mind that I can e- easily cycle through that help me put that doubt aside, mm-hmm. you know, because I I feel like that doubt isn't valid, you know, according oh, to right. what we believe now. I don't, I used to have that a lot as well. And like it would, it does make your stomach kind of drop. Mm-hmm. And I, like over and over again, you can see just like how conditioned you are to be afraid of hell. And then like, we always would talk about, okay, like what are some, what are some things we can talk about that will like some rational ways we can think about this that will kind of calm the nerves. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like why we go, we always go back to, do you want to serve this creator, this master of the universe who uses this fear tactic of hell and who, if you don't, do exactly, you know, what he says to do. He puts you in this like terrible space for all eternity. Yeah. Like, is that, is that someone that you admire? Is it something that you respect? And like, even it goes back to a, a place of even if it does exist, because I think like as a Christian, it's like sometimes it's hard to get into the rational brain because you're taught so many irrational things for a while. Mm-hmm. And so it's like good to play the game, like from inside. I think like, okay, well, if it is real, do you want to follow that yeah. God? And it's like, it kind of like, yeah, I guess I would rather go to hell than, than follow this yeah. murderer, yeah. you know? And right. then once you say that, it kind of sounds silly and you're like, wait, hell's not real. Mm-hmm. And then totally. So it was like, you, we kind of practiced that pattern mm-hmm. in a way. Like mm-hmm. when that thought would pop up, we kind of run through that in our mind. And now it became kind of an automatic habit. I guess you could say that that's like us brainwashing ourselves 
Well, you have to reframe your brain no matter what. (laughs) And like whatever you are brainwashed with, you can be re-brainwashed in a positive way. At least we're choosing this. Yes. You know, like we're choosing to believe this or choosing to think this way or whatever. Yeah, which is great. But I think that's like a real fear. And I think that some people were more conditioned to be afraid of it and maybe it will take a lot longer. And like, I'm sure people have nightmares about it still. But like it it has been easing off the longer we have been being more vocal about it and like talking through things out loud with other people, with ourselves. Yeah. Cause it came up kind of a lot. I feel, I feel like for a while, for me, yeah, I thought, yeah. for a while, I was kind of afraid that I would never lose that. Yes. You know, cause yeah. I, it was, it was deep. Yeah. yeah so was. I'm, I'm actually, as we're talking about this now, I'm kind of surprised how much we were able to move past that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's encouraging. Yeah. Um, I think another area for me that has been really, really satisfying to grow in or grow out of, I guess, is the ability to love myself. Um, I mean, you, you guys all know, and you know, Katie, that Mm -hmm. like in Christianity, you're, I was like, so taught to hate myself basically. And I feel like I got really good at that. Um, and the last six months have been kind of like a crash course for me and learning how to love myself again. And it's been amazing. Uh, I feel like so much more compassionate for myself. I feel so much more patient towards myself. Like when I'm struggling with issues or when I'm, uh, whatever, stuck in a bad habit or whatever, I I just feel like so much more loving and compassionate towards myself than I ever have before. Uh, and it's, it feels like it's been a really steep trajectory, you know, like it's, it's been quick. Did you, have you been doing anything in particular that's, that's helped you to love yourself more? I, I think it's everything really, Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about inner child work Mm -hmm. in one of the other episodes, you know, and I think that was kind of like the start where I got the first taste of it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had that realization, like there kind of is like a scared little boy version of me inside my brain, you know, Mm -hmm. that needs tending to. And I think that the awareness that that part of me exists was the first step. And then Uh, It was just a matter of like practicing being aware of that little Joey and like consciously trying to love him, Mm -hmm. you know, and that sounds kind of nebulous and like not very practical, but there's a lot of different like exercises I do. And we we talked about before doing the actual inner child visualizations are super helpful. Um, For a while, I was like uh, trying to write a note in my phone every time I caught my inner critic, like criticizing myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that really helped too. again, it like helped me become really aware of how often my thoughts were criticizing myself Mm -hmm. and how often that or like how much that was just an automatic habit. Um, and so, yeah, all of that stuff, doing those things over the last months, like seems to have really made a difference because I actually feel significantly different than Mm -hmm. I used to. It's super exciting. Yeah. I feel like that self-love is an area that I still need to grow in. Like the other day I was just kind of thinking about like, I was like, does anyone else still like after this long at this age still like have this terrible level of self-love? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure people do, but it was just kind of like, man, I really, I really got like conditioned with that. Like as a child from, I don't, I'm sure it was from religion and also from just my family, but like, I think that that's my next area that I want to grow in, that I'm not really quite there where I want to be yet. And I've been like being aware of when you're criticizing yourself, like just habitually and is great, but I'm just starting to, I think, scratch the surface of it. I'm getting just glimpses of what it feels like to like have 
love for yourself and that like if that is amazing it feels so freeing and good but it goes away really fast yeah and then i like kind of sink back into just my regular level yeah regular self so that's something i really want to i think that's something i need to work on yeah that it's it kind of makes sense i mean especially for you your lutheran church i remember the first time i went to your lutheran church and i was like going to a non-denominational church at the time but when I went to your service, I was like shocked at how self-deprecating the Lutherans were. Mm-hmm. And I was like super self-deprecating at that time, mm-hmm. you know, but even then I was like, holy cow, these people are like super down on themselves about their <laughs> sin and stuff, you know? So maybe, I mean, it could even be like that or the way that your parents were and all of that where it's, that's been a longer habit for you. It's all of it. I feel yeah. like I didn't realize how deep it was. I it's think, super deep. I think right? recently I'm like, oh, I'm getting better. I'm like, hey, I kind of love myself now. And yeah. recently I'm starting to realize like, oh, I think it goes pretty deep. Yeah. Like, and it's something that I need to be like, have more patience with myself for because uh, I get mad at myself like for not being like there yet, you know, yeah. like not having like a smooth um, sort of ramping up like, yeah. you know, steady, like, okay, increase in love, you know, it's kind of been like highs and lows, Peaks and, and valleys, you know, and, yeah. and it's sometimes it makes me upset. Like, Oh, I should be further than this. Right. You know, of course I think that that, that happens, but I yeah. need to have more patience for myself because I think it's a lot deeper than I anticipated. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think it's probably a, a super deep running habit, just like anything else that you've been like running this program of self deprecation for 31 years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's going to take some time to change. I felt that a lot too. Like, I think maybe another thing that I've learned during this time is patience with myself. And maybe that's just part of self love as well, but like having a lot of patience for myself because exactly like you said, I've noticed that if I stop doing like the self-love practices, if I stop like exercising or stop eating well, I stop taking care of myself really well, my natural reaction is to just slip back exactly how my old brain worked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it like is probably just going to take time and conscious effort to change. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard when like, I think as a Christian, when you do something kind of wrong or you like ask for forgiveness right away. And I think that solidifies in your mind that like every little thing that you slip up is bad. Like yeah. if you, it's so bad if you need to ask for forgiveness, Yeah. but there's no one now to ask for forgiveness from. And you already like, you don't need to ask yourself to forgive yourself because you should just be like, Oh, and like have that patience already uh-huh. in you. You don't need to like apologize right? in a way. And like, just, it, it's like a, there's you need no, to like practice a- like, not being so freaked out by like all of your sins or yeah. all your mistakes, you know? It's like learning that there doesn't have to be atonement for everything that you did like, yeah. wrong. Cause it's you know? not, and cause a lot of things that aren't even wrong right. at all. It's just like, okay, this is my own standard. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. There's, it's only me who's saying I want this. So uh-huh. like, I don't need to apologize to myself. Yeah. Like I just need to have patience. Right. Yeah. And it's easy to say that, but like really hard to feel that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So it's a process. Um, what about how you feel about Christians? How has that changed for you? So, um, when we first started this podcast, I, and because we were so we're, we basically like, we're like, Hey, look at us, you know, we're not Christian anymore. So like, I, it, like, I think it's different than just me like deconverting and not making a podcast because I put myself out there for like attack, you know, and we didn't like really get that many messages from people who are, you know, telling us that you're wrong or whatever, but we did get a few. And in the beginning, we had some people commenting on our Instagram and a few people messaging us from our past 
saying some things that like just felt really um, uh, condescending and hurtful, but then some Christians who said really kind things. Mm -hmm. And it really, really bothered me in the beginning. And I would make Joe, I make Joe check and screen all of our messages, (laughs) but like, I feel, and I feel like I don't care as much. So I'm not, I, I'm not like past that at all. And I still think that I would get really, I get really upset if I were ever to see somebody like a Christian saying like, you, you know, you were never really saved or you never really understood the Bible. I think that really like hurts me because it just, it's still, it shows how they're not really trying to understand me and they just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. They're not, they're not having that. They're not holding that space for me. Yeah. And I think that I'm a lot more okay with it. Like in my free time, I'm not ruminating over who's praying for me or who's like, what Bible study I might oh, yeah. be like the center of this week because of my, because of my atheist tendencies. Cause we thought about that a lot. I like, was always worried, you know, yeah. like right now at home, I'm sure someone's having a Bible study about me, yeah. like about our podcast. Well, Cause or we like, like heard that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or someone's praying about me or uh-huh. like, it makes me sick, you know? And because like, it's so condescending and it's like, I know exactly what they're feeling. So mm-hmm. like I can be completely hurt by it because yeah. I, had that condescending attitude towards non-believers as well. And so now I don't even, I don't really think about that so much anymore. Like it's not, it's kind of like, it's not, um, I don't know. It's just not, it's like, whatever. Eh, I don't care. You know, it doesn't even cross my mind as much as it does. Why do you think that started to fade away? Um, because I just kind of want to live my life. Yeah. (laughs) You just kind of like get to a point where you can't, like, you can't be thinking about that all the time. Yeah, you just have to constantly remind yourself that you can't control... Obviously, you can't control what yeah. other people are thinking about you. And it's like a new level of not caring what other yeah. people think. Like, I've always struggled with caring what other people think of me. And I obviously still do. It's something I would like to work on. But, like, there comes a point when you're like, you know what? I just need to set this down for a while because I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I need a break. And yeah. I think, like, after taking so many, like, breaks from worrying about things you just stop worrying about them yeah and i'm not perfect in it but i definitely notice that i care less yeah yeah that's good yeah do you i do too yeah i do too i was trying to think i kind of feel like doing this podcast was like a crazy crash course through our deconversion Mm -hmm. because it like i i feel the same as you i think really quickly i realized that i can't I can't do this podcast. I can't like be talking to other people about this and also have energy to be like worrying about what the other side is thinking, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think in the, I feel like in the past, I typically would have cared more what people think about me, especially cared about like what my family and what my close Christian friends would think about me. But I don't know. I think maybe the, the great reception we had for the podcast and how many people right away were messaging and saying like, wow, we really resonate with what you're saying something flipped and oh we actually had a conversation where when we started the podcast where we decided that we wanted to focus on the people who we were helping Mm, mm -hmm. and like try to just let go everything else not like turn our backs against everything else and like fight against everything else but just like focus all of our attention on who we're helping and who this is for and let everything else go so like we that was a conscious decision and it's not like the second we decided that we were good at it but every episode you know we kind of tried to have that in mind before Mm -hmm. we recorded and when we were answering messages and stuff like that yeah because i think when we started we were like there 
everybody that we ever looked up to has opposition. And we kind of read something from a guy that we admire. And he was saying like, he only focuses on the people who he's helping because there's always going to be like naysayers. And it's like, if you focus on them, it really takes your energy away. Right. Like it, you're focusing all of it on like a negative, that negative energy. And I really noticed that when I stopped caring so much about it, it like really gave me a lot of free space to care about other people. Yeah. And I think like, like love and acceptance is such a, it's more light and powerful emotion than, than like trying to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Cause I feel like I get so much energy out of like helping people so much more than if I were to try to like debate a Christian. Mm -hmm. I feel like drained after I have a conversation with a Christian trying to debate something. But if, you know, if I'm like actually helping someone, it helps so much. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel great. I think kind of similar to that is uh, more recently when I've started to realize that like this deconversion, all this stuff that we're doing is starting to pay off it's really made me feel like I want to focus my energy more on my, on myself Mm -hmm. than worry about anything that's going on outside of me. Because I know for myself that this stuff is like really helping me Mm -hmm. and processing this deconversion and talking about it on the podcast and talking about it with friends is really, really helping me personally. Mm -hmm. And nobody can take that away from me. Mm -hmm. And so like, regardless of what anyone thinks, I know what's right for me and it's helping me. So I'm going to let the rest go. You know, it's so hard to listen to you say that still, because like, it's, it's so ingrained in me like that, you know, not to be selfish Mm -hmm. because that if you say anything like this is right for me, that like, like that, that's super, it's more than selfish. There's something I can't even think of the word, but like, I have to, it's like a, I need to be conscious about, that thought when I'm listening to you, like currently right now, like I have to be like, no, it's, it's fine. Uh It's, it's hard for me to say it's fine. (laughs) I can tell you're like physically, (laughs) it seems like you're, it's physically hard for you to say. Because I'm always, I have like this, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but I feel sometimes that I have a split brain Mm -hmm. that there's a part of me that's talking to myself with a Christian voice and another part that's talking to me with my non-Christian regular new voice. And it's like, it is like that that devil and that angel on yeah. my shoulder, but <laughs> except right. they're not a devil and an angel. It's like two different parties. Yeah. And I just don't want the other one uh-huh. because it was hurting me. Yeah. Cause but it like, makes you feel like garbage. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I really want to get better at doing things for myself and not like thinking that it, I was selfish mm-hmm. in doing them. And, and I think sometimes I swing the opposite way and kind of do things for myself, but in sort of a, harsh way like i'm like i need time for myself get out like you know get out of here Uh and like and it i feel like sometimes when i'm trying to swing the other way i go too far yeah with it right you know so i think that's what my problem is right now is i'm trying to find the balance of like self-love and caring for myself without feeling like so selfish and without like really trying to take it you know totally like and hold it like (laughs) Like way too get away from me i need i need this yeah (laughs) like um yeah be selfish yeah i I think that like that's exactly right we both i think a lot of christians actually tend to be major people pleasers Mm. like we never i i like never wanted to make anyone upset Mm. i feel like my whole life i never had an enemy you know like to that point like (laughs) i I was like so mellow like so kind such kind of a i'd say a pushover now 
like a people pleaser. No, I was just like a very, very soft, mellow mm-hmm. kind person. I'm saying that's but, true for you, by yeah. the way, not for me. But, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I was always a people pleaser and it was really, really hard for me to make someone upset with me or like mm-hmm. to make someone upset, period. And so I think like I feel so much more free within my, I feel so much, I think, less bound to how my actions and feelings and stuff affect other people Mm -hmm. like i think i tended to be way too concerned of how what i was doing would affect other people and even like in our relationship Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if that's linked to christianity or not but i like would tend to push my own whatever desires down because i wanted to make sure everyone else was happy and so i think that kind of goes along with what we were saying like there's still part of me that it's really really hard to do this podcast and to talk about atheism and to kind of roast christianity Mm -hmm. because i really don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and i really don't want to make anyone upset and i don't want to disrespect anyone because i know everyone is on their own journey and all that but uh i feel like so much freer not to hurt people but like so much freer to be myself and allow other people to manage their own emotions Mm -hmm. you know that's been like a big thing that i learned uh that i think kind of goes along with what you were saying Mm -hmm. yeah i think like letting other people sort of deal with it is something that you need we need to learn yeah because it's like if you don't if you try to make everyone happy then you're like suppressing so much of Mm -hmm. yourself you're not being honest you're not like you're not living your life yeah you know you're living your life according to what what it what you're perceiving other people think about you or what they want you know and it's not even like it could not even be correct yeah totally you know it's like it's it's we have taken responsibility for our life and for our thoughts and for our actions and kind of tried to let go of the other stuff Mm -hmm. and i think that's been something that i learned since we started this podcast in a big way Mm -hmm. it's been cool I, i like i just feel so much lighter and freer more myself more engaged with people mm-hmm. um than ever before and it's cool i feel that as well i'm starting i think like i am i'm starting to not like want to talk about this stuff anymore mm-hmm. i'm getting into a phase where i i guess it's not not wanting to talk about it but it comes up less in conversation because it's yeah. not and i think that's really cool because that means it's like starting to lose some of its importance, you know, yeah. like it's not like at the forefront of my brain, which shows me and tells me that I'm like moving forward in some way, you know, right. it's not like my, it's not my like constant like obsession or nightmare in my mm-hmm. brain of like how this affected me or that affected me or what I'm going to do about this. Or like, if I'm afraid of hell and I yeah. feel like that's the bi- the best thing is like, just like, sometimes I don't like want to talk about it anymore because I'm like, I think that if I talk about this one, this thing so much, I'm going to keep living in the past. It's almost like you're making it an issue again. I'm making it an issue Mm -hmm. or something, which there's, I do like talking about like certain aspects of it and everything still, but it's like sometimes my own journey and how I used to feel in it or what my beliefs were. It's like, it's kind of like going back to a place that I'm like, meh, yeah i don't like it there yeah i like it here better so let's talk about the future whatever you know yeah and i think that's been pretty cool and i think it's been it was unexpected because when we were first doing this podcast i was like it was kind of fun i was so obsessed with it and i was we were watching all of the (laughs) like we watched like a lot of corny christian movies we watched a lot of documentaries about like you know not being christian we watched like cult things about people leaving cults we watched like i would read so many articles about 
prayer. We were insatiable. Like, I was, yeah, yeah it, I like was gobbling up everything up and, um, I feel like I, I'm ready to almost like move forward with something new, I yeah. guess. Like, I mean, just like week to week, I want to read about other things, I yeah. guess. Not, I'm not so obsessed with religion anymore. And it's kind of cool because I didn't expect it to happen like this, but it is kind of freeing. Like it's, I guess it's like the next level of free to not even, to not think about it as much, you know, you're free from Christianity, but then you're also starting to be free from even like thinking about your deconversion. Yeah. Right. You're just like, end up living like a regular person in the world. Totally. It's kind of nice. It, it feels like it kind of gives, I, I agree with you. I, I can feel that my connection to it is slipping away. And I think I, part of me is like, no, I like kind of want to talk about it. Yeah. More, I li- <laughs> you know, I like it. But the other part of me is also super encouraged that like, this is working, you know, I remember when I first, I had my first session with Marlene Winnell, the Dr. Marlene who wrote Leaving the Fold, which we've talked about a ton of times and which you all should read if you haven't already. Um, but I told her that my, the biggest thing I wanted out of therapy was I wanted to be able to live my life with, without so much like mental baggage. Because when mm. I first, when I first messaged her, my brain was so full of like so many thoughts and it was so tangled up with Christianity and I was trying Mm -hmm. to sort through so much stuff Mm -hmm. and I was feeling really guilty about doing the podcast and I was feeling really scared that my parents were going to find out. And I was, it was just so much, you know, like it's, you guys know, listening, it's like, it's super heavy and there's so, so much shit to to sort through Yeah, that I, at that time, like all I wanted was just to be able to feel light and like to just live. You know, Mm -hmm. like I wanted to just live like a normal person and not have all this garbage in my head. And so I feel like I've made huge steps towards that Mm -hmm. now. Like when we're talking about it, I'm realizing that, yeah, I actually feel like I'm just way more like present in my actual life, present in my body, present in my experience. I'm not like so caught up in my head and trying to sort through so much anymore. Mm -hmm. And it feels good. It feels like. I'm, I'm feeling more like a normal person. Yeah, I which feel sounds that funny, too. but like, yeah, I feel I think like a normal person. Just because in comparison to how it was. Yeah. You know, yeah. not in, not to say that like I wouldn't like to keep improving, but just like if you look back like six months ago, it's like my, yeah, our brains were really heavy and totally. not, and like completely knotted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So stressed out. Like, <laughs> way too much to think about. It's cool too, because I, I, while on one hand, I don't feel like I need to talk about like Christianity and deconversion as much as I used to because it's less personal to me. Um, on the other hand, I, it, it's given me a really different perspective on it. And I feel like I can talk about issues and talk about different topics from like a totally different place now because of the separation, you know, like the separation separation is good. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I have to never talk about it or never think about it again necessarily, but like, I just have a different view of it and Mm -hmm. it's cool. I feel softer about it, like less, less agitated, less inflammation. May, oh, that's a good way to, th- to think of it. It is less inflammatory now yeah. in our bodies. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. It's like I used to be allergic to it and it was really hurting me, but now I'm not allergic anymore and I can just think about it like anything else. Um, so yeah, it's cool. I had this realization the other day and it's a little bit, um, it's not exactly what you were saying, but. Uh, I was looking through my notes and I keep a note and I call it, I called it waking up like the Sam Harris book, but like of just different things I notice as I go through this process. And, uh, one of the things I had a couple of weeks ago was I wrote it down in my note. I love not being a loser anymore. Yeah. And, um, 
Like, and I don't mean to say that Christians are losers. It's just the way I felt inside of it, mm-hmm. m- me personally. And I bet other people feel that way too. It's but a like, church kid thing. Like, nobody wants to be a church kid. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't know. It, there's something about it when I wrote it down, or like I had the thought and I was like, yeah, like I feel like I am not keeping myself in this club where there are cool people mm-hmm. or people who are really admirable and great and everything, but you're still an underdog yeah. in a way. And you, you kind of know you are and you're kind of keeping yourself that way yeah. by saying that you're a sinner. Right. You yeah. know, and all that. <laughs> well, all that. And I had, and it felt so good to write it down because I went through my life feeling a lot like I was a loser, you know, yeah, in a way. Right. There were a lot of things I liked about myself, but I had, I felt like that I had to be second best to everyone else. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. not that I now want to be first best or better than anyone else, but I don't feel like I need to debase myself right. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm really trying to work on. I mean, that goes with self-love, I think, but it's a different, like, level of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's all connected. I feel like if you really improve in one area, that's definitely going to affect a bunch of other areas, too. And so it's kind of nice that everything kind of holistically uh, changes and unravels together. At least it has for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I, I think even six months ago, I feel so much more at home in the world now than I did then. Do you guys remember how, when you were Christian, everybody talked about, like, seasons? Yes. And how, like, there was a season for this, and, like, this was a season you were going through, and in this season, God is teaching you this. I, our last <laughs> Christian season was, like, a desert season. That's the what everyone said to season. us. They were like, remember the Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years? That's the season that you're in now, and you need to wander and then come back to God. I don't remember that prophecy over our life (laughs) that resonated with me as a christian i was like oh yeah you're right that's totally what's happening but then god never answered and i never came back okay and and also go read about the israelites in the desert yeah do you want to be like them do you want that to happen to you (laughs) anyways sorry to interrupt you (sighs) yeah but like i thought about it the other day i re-remembered it because i think someone i probably heard some christians say it but Uh, I was thinking about it and how, like, a lot of things that happened in Christianity and you kind of thought that that was unique to it, it's like, and then it's not. That's that's another thing. Like, we still have seasons in our life. And you can describe it like that. And I was thinking about it because I was like, I feel like if I was a Christian right now, I would say this season, I feel like in this season of my life, God is teaching me patience. Mm. Because, like I said before, I'm really like trying to have a lot of patience with myself and not like instantly criticize, you know, like, oh, you're stupid. You did that. Uh Or like you sounded dumb or all of that. And just kind of be like, all right, I'm, I've learned something and I'm going to move on and just try to love myself through every season, (laughs) you know, like, and I, I think it's, it's great because like, a lot of the things in Christianity, I think are helpful. Like we talk about prayer and you can replace it with meditation or, um, mantras or something mm-hmm. like that or like if you liked to notice to certain times in your life where you're growing in a certain thing and you like to say that god was teaching you this this and this you can still say it but you're just you're teaching yourself that yeah. or you're learning from your environment or other people yeah which is what is really happening anyway and i thought it was just funny because like it, i don't know i'm just carrying over these these things that like were completely natural in my life right. and you can still learn and have times of growth in certain areas 
And times of like not growth and that's fine and it's normal. Uh Yeah. I think like a lot of what we've learned is that Christianity didn't have a monopoly on a lot of stuff. That's like normal, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a a ton of stuff in our life that we used to think was just because of Christianity, but it turns out like it's just part of being a person. Um, And yeah, it's really freeing. It's really nice to know that uh, we're not like, we're not alone in it or like that you know, those seasons of growth, seasons of drought, whatever, that that's not unique to any worldview. It's just like, that's what it means to be a person. Yeah. And now that you're like out of Christianity, you're not like having a season of like desert forever. For the rest of my life. Because because you're not Christian. Yeah. 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 Right. I always go back to that verse. (laughs) um, I am the vine, you are the branches. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. I think I skipped part in the middle there. But John 15, 5. Is that first John 155 right? I've erased um, it from my but, memory. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, but like I, I think about that all the time and I kind of laugh to myself and I think <laughs> like I don't want to I'm sorry if you're Christian and you're listening to this, but like I, I feel like I've accomplished so much more like apart from the yeah, vine. Like the, the vine didn't actually do anything. No, it That's suffocated we me. Yeah. <laughs> That, like, while we were attached to the vine, it, yeah, you're right. It suffocated you. It wasn't letting any nutrients through. No, yeah. There's been a ton of changes in a relatively short amount of time. And I do really think that us consciously deciding to, like, focus on this topic, you know, through the podcast has been, like, the craziest uh, foot smashing down on the accelerator pedal. Uh, in terms of us getting out of this mess, Mm -hmm. it really does seem like it's been quick and like a lot has changed in a short amount of time, which is super encouraging. And I really hope it's encouraging to you guys listening too. Um, and we would, we would super love to hear what kind of changes you've experienced, um, in the last six months, not necessarily through our podcast, uh, you know, anyways, but I, I would just really like to hear what are some things that you've learned what are some ways that you feel like you've changed recently. Um, and maybe we can all, relate to each other and be encouraged by each other's stories in that way. Mm-hmm. So next week, we'd really like to do a Q&A episode where you guys ask any questions you might have or bring up any interesting topics that we maybe haven't discussed yet. And we'll select a few and talk about them. Yeah. But so we're going to put we'll put posts on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Patreon where you can put your post your questions on there. Mm-hmm. I think Patreon will have like priority the VIP class. Uh, it's VIP. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll try to answer a bunch of questions on next week's episode. And we're really looking forward to hearing from you guys. Well, bye. Have a blessed Monday. <laughs>